Welcome to the FFGF Podcast. We are located in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and our mission is for you to know God and make Him known. We pray this message blesses you today. If you'd like more information about our ministry or how you can partner with us, please go to fredfulgospel.com. Thanks for listening. John Gordon, I should call him. He's my son, but I have to respect the office too. And uh, so he spoke a very good word on the importance of words, our personal words, how words can be hurtful. How death and life are in the power of the tongue. James reminds us that no man can tame it. So all of us have need of the taming of the tongue. And God wants to do it for us. Because not only can the devil use your tongue, but God can use your tongue. We don't need to use it to criticize or analyze or, you know, just adversely. We can use our tongues to bring life. We can use our tongues to speak faith and speak what God wants us to speak. I want to perhaps uh, underline some of the things John Gordon touched upon, but perhaps would be my main topic, and that is speaking the word. Speaking the word. What better thing can you speak than to speak God's word? And if the Bible says, if we ask anything according to his will... The answer is yes, that's what it says. You have your petition. Well, if you speak the word, what is the answer? Yes. God cannot lie. His word is exalted even above his name. What a wonderful, wonderful thought to think that we have this word of God that we can stand upon. Now, in speaking the word, we need to understand that we need to Speak his word, not our words. And with that, sometimes, you know, our hearts are not in the right attitude. We recognize that, you know, Jesus rebuked the Pharisees because he said they cleansed the outside of the cup, but inside there was something wrong. You know, Jesus in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, he said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so it's so important that our heart is clean. It's so important that the Holy Spirit is motivating and controlling our thought life. We need the mind of Christ. You know, the mind of Christ is a wonderful, wonderful thing spoken about. But the mind of Christ is the mind of Christ and it's akin to his word. It's connected with his word. And so this morning I want to speak very simply to you of the importance of keeping our hearts with all diligence for out of it is the issues of life, but that we might really consider dwelling in the word of God, how important that is. I want you to turn with me to Proverbs chapter four. And in Proverbs chapter four, we have the Bible speaking about the victory of considering his word. I'm going to begin with verse 20. I'm going to read 20, 21, 22, and 23. I've already quoted 23, but look what it says. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my sayings. Of course, the saying is his word, right? Let them, the word, not depart from thine eyes. Wow. 
Here we have good instructions as how to have the mind of Christ. You know, the spirit and the word agree. The Holy Spirit will never tell you what to do if that doesn't line up with the word. And the word of God is so important. We're going to hear more about what the word of God does. But here in this first portion that I felt led to give you, it talks about us attending to the word. Give attention to it. Incline thine ears to my saying. Really make every effort to find out that word and to study it. Then it says too, let them not depart from thine eyes. You know, usually folks, when we get into trouble and we speak things that we shouldn't, it's we've departed from his word in a measure. We've gotten our own idea about something. We've gotten upset. Our heart has become perhaps having unbelief and we get into our own disposition and all of a sudden our words come out. Have you ever spoken your own words? Are there ever been words that you wish you could kind of get back? Have you recognized times when you've gotten into self and maybe your own disposition and maybe a bad attitude or a bad mood? That sometimes those words that come out are not full of life, they're full of death. Have you ever had to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I caused some damage. I spread some darkness. I hurt some people. And I can't get it back. How many are thankful for the blood that forgives us though? Amen. Amen. You know, I didn't plan on this, but does anyone want to say, does anyone want to say to God today, Lord, forgive me for the hurtful words. Come on. Forgive me, Lord, for the criticism. Forgive me, Lord, for the complaining. Lord, forgive me. Forgive all of us today. Lord, cleanse our heart. Oh, Jesus, help us to keep our heart with all diligence. For out of our hearts come the issue of life. Help our tongue to be a well of life. Hallelujah. Look what it says. For they, the word of God, are life unto those that find them. Sin brings forth death. If we live in the flesh, we die. But the word of God brings life. Zoe life. Life that is supernatural. Life that lifts us onto another realm. Not to see what our natural hearts are saying, but to hear what our heavenly father has spoken. What he has given you. What is your right? You have the word. For they are life unto them that find them and health to all their flesh. Now, I'm not preaching about Sister Donna. I want to give you a little illustration about her. She came to me about two years ago, and she said, you know, the Lord tells me he's going to use me in teaching and preaching, but that's not primarily my gift. But he tells me he's going to give me a faith, and he's going to use me. Then she said, and you know what? Some people who get healed are not even going to know it's been my faith, and that's okay. To God be the glory. Well, we've had some wonderful healings here, and I sort of asked, I didn't sort of, I asked Donna, what, what about this? Why was that person healed? And the Lord told her that she was to begin to speak healing over people. 
She was begin to say they're healed. This is not mind over matter. This isn't twisting God's hand. He wants to heal. In fact, if Jesus did the will of the Father, the Bible tells us that he healed all that came to him. Isn't it interesting that he didn't say to one, oh, you know, this is not God's will for you. He healed them all. And it tells us Jesus perfectly did the will of the Father. Really, we have good grounds for our faith in Jesus. We have good, real, real cause for us to be excited. In fact, the Bible says, by his stripes, we were healed. And so you can believe what the doctor says, your body says, and that might be a true word in the natural, but God doesn't live in the natural. He lives in the supernatural. He says nothing is impossible with him to believe it. All things are possible with God. Nothing shall be impossible to him. The Bible says when ye pray, believe that ye shall receive, and ye shall have whatsoever ye desire. And so we need to say what God says. Stop saying what you think. Stop spreading your darkness, your unbelief, your doubt. Start speaking what God says. Replace that death with life. Kick that enemy out. Get rid of that fear. That devil that sits on you, whispers in your ears. Oh. 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 I don't know what that meant, but anyway, you interpret it. <laughs> It's up to you. <laughs> but this is the great thing. God is on the throne. Yes. All power in heaven and earth is given unto our Jesus. And he has won the victory. And he is expecting till every one of your enemies are his footstool. And you got to agree what he says. The word of God needs to be agreed upon. It says if two or three shall agree on anything, meaning speak and believe, it shall be done. And so, I told you, I'm raised in faith because I'm getting into his word. But I have a wife that follows me around, Rusty. And should I speak any unbelief, she cancels it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm glad. I'm glad for faith people around us. I'm glad we can come to the house of God and be encouraged. I'm glad we can get into the word of God and see what God says. For his words are life unto them that find them and health, health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart. What does it mean when it's saying keep thy heart? It's saying keep your heart in the word. Keep your heart aligned with the word. Keep your heart with all diligence. Diligently keep believing, trusting his word. For out of it are the issues of life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Romans says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Psalm 19 tells us that in hearing of thy word, there is great reward. And by thy word, thy servant is warned. Aren't you glad that the word of God reproves, corrects, instructs, but it also delivers, heals, and saves? And sometimes we need a little correction because that's what we need. We need divine adjustments. The word of God has power. I remember my preacher one time 
my first pastor, he preached about the word of God. And he said, you know, sometimes people strain and struggle over perhaps wanting deeper interpretation. He said, you know, the word of God is like a waterfall. It goes just over and just profusely pours down upon that rock. And anything that's on that rock is cleansed by the word of God. You know, sometimes you don't understand in fullness, but God's word has power anyway. Jesus says to his disciples, now are you are clean because of the word I've spoken to you. I've known people have been healed just by reading the word of God. Delivered by reading the word of God. Given faith by reading the word of God. How much do you read the word of God? Let me ask you a question. I'm starting to meddle now. Do you spend more time on the TV or in the word? Do you spend more time on movies Huh? It's amazing I have a church, ain't it though? Hey, it's the truth anyhow. I need things, we need to shut some things down, turn some things off, open up the word of God, get into his presence, start to live in the supernatural, start to live the life he intended us to live. Hebrews chapter 3, let's turn to it. Hebrews chapter 3, and here we have an unfortunate story, but it has some good things and it has instructions for us, and it's the word of God. Hebrew In Hebrews, we know the besetting sin was unbelief. Unbelief is the lack of believing his word and speaking what God did not say. And uh, dear John Gordon spoke about it, uh, Pastor John Gordon, last week. We're going to pick up on that. But I'm going to start here with verse 15. It says, while it is said, this is Hebrews 3, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. While it is said today, if you hear his voice, what is his voice? His word. Harden not your hearts as in the provocation. For some, when they had heard did provoke, albeit not all that came out of Egypt. We heard there were two last week that didn't provoke, Joshua and Caleb, and today I'm making a society. It's called the Caleb and the Joshua Society, and all of us are going to join it. But there was a mixed multitude, and there was the multitude of Israel. They heard, but they didn't believe. Why didn't they believe? Their heart wasn't right. I don't blame them continue, or, uh, much, really, because they didn't have the provision you and I had. Moses believed. Why? Because he got into God's presence. David believed because he got into God's presence. When Jesus died, the veil was rent in twain. All of us can come into his presence. We can have his spirit illumine that word and we can begin to speak life. But these Israelites, although they wanted God and they honored him in many ways, unfortunately, ten times they provoked. And you know that last provocation was the one that Pastor John Gordon spoke about last week where God said, God said, I will bring you into this land. I have given it to you. You know, when God uses that word, he uses that word. Let me give you an illustration that just comes to mind. About a year ago, we've had a friend who has come to about 19 of our pastor's conference. We have our 20th pastor's conference in November. You're going to be included. It's going to be a knockout time. This dear pastor served this other pastor who was not part of our group 
This young man's name is Brett, Brett Smith. He's probably going to listen to this. And Brett was endeavoring to serve this man, did serve this man faithfully for over 10 years. Then this man, unfortunately, got a tremendous illness, and uh, he, he was really at death's door. He has passed. But somehow there was a faction in the church that rose up that didn't want Brett. And he was told 10 years ago that he would, of course, succeed this pastor. And all hell broke loose. This is tremendous consternation. Folks, let's keep peace in this place. Sometimes churches go crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so this whole thing rose up against this man, and he called us in desperation. He was willing to step aside. He has a heart that's so gentle in his wife. He wanted to do the right thing. So we prayed. You know what the Lord said to my wife? I've given him that church. The Lord said to the Israelites, I've given you that land. Well, things got so hot that they almost despaired, almost were going to walk away from it. But somehow, miraculously, in the middle of it, God intervened, and there was a group that rose up, and that man has been pastoring of that church, and that church is growing, and I keep reminding Brett often when I talk to him, God gave you that church. God has given you things, folks. Hallelujah. God has given you, in his word, a treasure of blessings that are waiting for you. The Israelites rose up. You know, they sent those 10 spies as we heard. And they came back and you know what? They spoke the truth. Natural truth. They're giants there. They're stronger than we are. That was true. But this was not true. We cannot take the land. They're too big for us. You see, sometimes we see things and they make sense naturally and maybe according to how natural life would be and turn out, but we don't live in the natural. We live in the supernatural. I don't know where Ken May's tumor went. I don't know how God stretched my leg and I grew. I don't know how uh, hepatitis C goes. I don't know how God heals. Katie, I don't know how he adjusted those bones. I don't know how he healed your hip. You were healed, weren't you? All I know is he loved Katie and he met her need. That's all I got to know. He made us. He created us. He can fix us. Healing is a miracle. We live in the miraculous. Faith brings us into the miraculous. Faith paves the way for God to come. Expectation comes and God moves in the wings of our faith. We got to get rid of that unbelief, folks. And look what happened. Look at the seriousness of what happened. It says that God said in verse 17, but with whom was he grieved 40 years? Was it not to them who had sinned, whose carcass fell in the wilderness, and whom he sweared that they should not enter into his rest because of unbelief? So I want you to consider faith kept those that came out of Egypt, those who walked through the Red Sea. How would you like to walk through the Red Sea? How would you like to have been delivered from the whip and the slave? And you have. Yeah. But you think they'd have faith. 
But they didn't. Because faith comes by prayer also, folks. One great apostle said, deep prayer brings deep faith. And the word of God brings faith. We got to come into relationship where this word is illumined to us and we can lay hold of that word for ourselves. These folks didn't get to that place. So even though they saw his mighty acts, they saw his works, they didn't know him, they didn't know him enough. They were going on Moses' faith. Folks, don't trust the pastor's faith. Donna has faith. I have faith. Other leaders here have faith. But God wants you to have faith. God gives to every man a measure of faith. Because you're going to have to walk through your Red Sea. You're going to have to walk through alone. And God wants you to walk knowing, knowing God's voice and knowing what he said and claiming it and going forth and taking your victory. Oh, yes, thank God I believe in a praying church. Don't think I don't want to pray. I don't know how many hours we pray a day. I have to count it up. We pray a lot here. But I'm not here just to pray, just to help you through. I want to see every one of us rise up and take our position and go back to your community, your home, your challenges, and you walk through your Red Sea and you see the victory of God. And so chapter 4 verse 1 says, Let us therefore fear, lest the promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. What it's saying here is they had a rest promise by going into the promised land, but that whole generation didn't come into their rest. They died in the wilderness. Getting quiet in here. Folks, faith is the victory that overcomes the world. Folks, faith without faith. It is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. What is he? He's everything he promised. He's everything you need him to be. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Thank God. But you know, thank God, there were two that didn't believe what was naturally the case, didn't believe and didn't come into unbelief, I should say, because these folks were giants. They believed what God said. And the name of them is Joshua and Caleb. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh God, give all of us faith today to look away unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Give us faith today to believe for the impossible I want you even right now, before I finish, I want you to bring that thing, that impossible situation, that thing that you have felt in your heart naturally cannot be done. And I want to give you an opportunity. Say, God, you said it will be done. You said it will be done. He spoke the world into existence. Your little world, he can change. Hallelujah. And mine too. I want to close by reading just a portion from Numbers. And I said we want to join today a society of the Caleb and Joshua society, all right? Does that make sense? I think it's a good club to join. I think they had it right. All right. And so here we see that in the wilderness, they sinned. They didn't believe. And how God 
raised up Joshua and Caleb. It was such a wonderful, wonderful thing. I'm verse 7 of chapter 14. And Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the children of Israel, saying, The land which we have passed through to search it is exceeding good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land, and he will give us this land. This land flows with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord, neither fear ye the people of the land. For they are bread for us. Their defense is departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Fear them not. But it says here, but the congregation took stones, and the glory of the Lord appeared in the tabernacle of the congregation before the children of Israel. And the Lord said, this is verse 11, how long will this people provoke me? And how long will it be ere that they believe not me for all the signs which I have done among them? And then the judgment came. And we recognize that it was a very, very unfortunate, unfortunate situation. But remember, and I want to remind you in closing, that Joshua and Caleb said, we will believe God. And later on, when they went into that promised land, God had promised Caleb to give him a special mountain. And the story goes on to say that Caleb goes to Moses and says, God told me he will give me this mountain. He was an older man then, but he didn't forget the blessings God purchased for him. And he said, now Moses, give me my mountain. And Moses gave him all that he had believed for. Because when they all denied, they all got scared, they all looked at the natural, there was just two out of many millions that said, we will believe God. Amen. Folks, I hate to say it, sometimes there's a lot of unbelief in the church. Because we've gotten into religion, formalism, tradition. We see people die and we accept it. We don't see miracles and we are okay with it. But God is awakening the full gospel fellowship. Folks, there's a new day coming. There's a new coming. There's a new moving. And I believe God wants to do something might in the earth before he comes. And the thing that he's needing us to come into is great faith. God wants us to come into faith that will move mountains. Faith that will take the victory. Faith that withstands Satan. Faith that routes him out. And saying, you will not have your way. My God has spoken. And I will receive. And so I take my mountain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to take your mountain for you. God, we take our mountain. What's your mountain today? What's the enemy trying to block and rob and steal? What's the thing that you feel is impossible? Nothing is impossible with God. God, I take their mountain today. I believe in Jesus' name for the miracle they're praying for. I thank you for everyone here in this room. Why don't you lift your hands? Just ask God. God. Oh, Jesus, we take the victory, Lord. Hallelujah. We receive back and take back 
but the enemy has endeavored to rob. Herein is the Father glorified that whatsoever ye ask in my name, I will give it you. Ask and ye shall receive. Seek and ye shall find. For everyone that asks receives. He that seeks shall find. And to him that knocks it shall be opened. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give good gifts to them who ask him? But ask in faith. James says, he that doubts shall receive nothing of the Lord. Folks, why should we have faith? Because God loves us and he gave his life for us. And he that spared not his own son, but delivered him us for us all, how shall he not with Jesus freely give you all things? Hallelujah. Now, Jesus, we have hands lifted because we're needy people. But you said, my God shall supply all of your need. And today, Lord, we pray across this place for miracles. Changes, Lord. I pray you'll rout out the unbelief. Deliver, Father, from the doubts, the questions, and the natural mind. And bring us to a position of faith in your word. Faith that conquers. Faith that will deliver. Faith will set free. In Jesus' name. Oh, God, do it today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Amen. Now, if anyone want to come, and if you want to stand here and just take today, I welcome you to do that. And we'll stand in prayer for you and faith for you. So why don't you come? Let's just take our victory today. Come on, fill the altar. And let's make God to know, let God know that we believe him. Come, Lord. Come, Lord Jesus.